Welcome to another episode of the LeapCast. Takes by Leap for Leap. Yo, I have a special guest today. I had this brother on the podcast literally probably about the first week we kicked it off. And I bullshit you not, this brother's episode is the highest listened to episode in the 30 episodes that we've done. Um, I'm a, it's been a pleasure to welcome this brother back into the podcast. T.O., what's going on, brother? Leaf, how you doing, brother? Good to, good to talk to you again, man. Good, man, good. So let me just start from, first of all, I have people who ask me for updates about <laughs> the last episode that we did together, you know, what's going on with this brother, et cetera, et cetera. So we definitely want to do all that. But first and foremost, uh, before we go any further, let me just give us an update in terms of, bro, your health, how you're doing in the pandemic. Let, let's start there. All right. So, you know, peep this, you know, I, I do things a little different than most people. So, um, bro, my health is like better than it's ever been, dog. Uh, so I, I got on this, I got on this crazy cleanse by one of my doctor science fraternity brothers. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, man, this sent my mind to planet Zortron. I'm doing things like I've never <laughs> done before. So you do this cleanse, man. And it's like, it's like you don't eat for like a basically almost a month. Um, and he sends you all these herbs and minerals, basically compounds, right? And you don't eat and you just take these compounds and you drink a bunch of water. And, um, you know, it's supposed to be natural African roots, bark, uh, all that kind of good stuff, right? No, let me um, just pause you there for a second, bro. Yeah. This is intriguing. This is the first time I'm hearing from you, hearing from you about this. I uh-huh. have a question. Right. One, while you're doing this cleanse, can you drink liquor? You're not really supposed to. <laughs> okay. Can you smoke during this cleanse? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I'm yes. back on the cleanse. So how long did you do the cleanse for? So I did it for, um, uh, I guess, two weeks. And then there's another week of, um, like, they, this other, these other compounds. So a total of three weeks. Three weeks. Mm-hmm. So during the three weeks, dog, did you experience any weight loss? Like, tell us what, 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 what how are you? First off, let me go back. Were you hungry during this time period or did? the bark, et cetera, that you were consuming, was that sufficient? Yeah, man. So check it out. So it's actually like, so what you get is uh, a bunch of um, like, like what look like regular pills, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so he puts all these compounds, he grinds them up and puts all these compounds into those little capsules. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you basically, you just take the capsules. So that's number one. Number two, uh, yeah, it's because you have to drink like over a gallon plus of water. Uh, it's also, you feel full a lot. Mm-hmm. But I did lose weight. But yeah, you feel hungry the first few days. But mm-hmm. then you get used to it. Like, mm-hmm. you just kind of feel empty all the time. Um, and it's, but you have energy. You're good. So it's not like, you know how like usually when you get hungry, you start to feel down. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it wasn't like that with this because like because you're getting all the nutrients you need, mm-hmm. like you always feel like you're straight. Mm. Um, and so it really wasn't that bad uh, as long as you were willing to do it. Like the, mm. the problem was seeing like food commercials on TV, or, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like you walk in the hallway of your building and somebody's cooking something up. <laughs> like, dang, that smells good. I want some. But <laughs> other than that, man, I was straight. You were straight. You were straight. So go ahead. Now. So so you did the cleanse for three weeks time. What was the after you or during it or after it? What were the changes? Did you feel changes? How did your body feel? Give me give me some thoughts. Yeah. So the two big things. Um, I felt amazingly enough. I felt more mentally clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons I did it was because I was just kind of, you know, this whole pandemic sitting around in the house all the time, taking video and conference calls all day, not really seeing people and being about my regular routine. I was just kind of in a rut, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the, the, the big thing is it kind of got me back to being mentally clear. Number two, um, yeah, physically, I think it really helped me out quite a bit. Um, I had had a couple injuries, uh, a, f- a few years ago and mm-hmm. hadn't been able to get back to my normal workout routine and all that kind of good stuff in this cleanse. So it's a cellular level cleanse mm-hmm. and it like, you know, gets all the mucus out of your body and gets all the um, toxins out of your cells and stuff like that. So it actually, I feel like a reset. So I have no more pain in my joints. I have all the energy in the world. My muscles feel good. Um, lost about 10 to 12 pounds. I mean, like, bruh, I feel like I'm 25 again. That's amazing, dog. It's amazing. So when you come off of this cleanse, right, and you're done with that portion of it, do you start to going back to just kind of your old routine in terms of food? Did you make any changes? Tell me a little about that. So that's the hard part, man. So the hard part is after you talk to this brother and he really breaks it down to you, what basically what foods or even things that are non-foods that we consume mm-hmm. due to your, due to your body, you realize, man, you can't really eat much of nothing. Um, so it's, it's kind of the, that's the hard part to be honest with you. Um, I'm basically a vegan now. Uh, so I'm eating lots of, um, lots of seeds, lots of uh, uh, vegetables, lots of root vegetables, lots of grain, and really, that's that's about it. Dog, uh, can you eat chicken wings? I can't eat chicken wings. Bruh, what kind of diet <laughs> is this, dog? <laughs> it's one where you can't eat chicken wings. I know, it's blasphemous. But dog, it is what it is. I mean, I was all with this shit until they said you couldn't eat no chicken wings. Like, I don't even understand this, dog. It's like, now we're, it's like you're talking Portuguese to me, bruh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so... You know, one of the things that's interesting to me, bro, just in terms of obviously you're in New York, you've been, you know, you know, in the in the in the pandemic for this period of time. And I was my one of the questions I was asking myself is, you know, how is this brother cooking? Like, because I feel like it would require you post the the capsules to have to prepare meals every day. So you're like making basting broccoli or some shit like that. Like, what are you doing for food? Man, so uh Going going to the grocery store has become 
a bit of a challenge around here. Because uh, what they did was they shut down a lot of the grocery stores for like in-store shopping. So let, mm-hmm. actually, let me go through the evolution. So since the last time we talked, it was still cool to actually go in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But like they were limiting the number of people that could be in there. So you had these like lines of people standing outside, socially distancing, you know, standing six feet apart, all, all wrapped around the grocery store. And that wasn't cool. So uh, I started ordering food online. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know. I, I just, uh, for some reason, man, it, I don't vibe with that. I like to be in and like get inspired by the colors and the sounds and the smells and all that stuff. So I decided I still wanted to grocery shop, which meant I couldn't shop around me. Mm. So I bought a car. So go I could go, go outside of my zone. To get well, groceries. Well, that's not the only reason I bought a car, but yeah, that helped. Bro, what kind of car did you get? Uh, I got a Mustang. <laughs> I'm laughing, bro. <laughs> Yo, first of all, I love the Mustang, but I'm laughing, dog, because you literally purchased the most fuel inefficient vehicle in the middle of like this whole where we're supposed to be springing things forward, dog. You took a step back into the 70s. With the with the muscle car, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, but, but continue on, bro. Continue on. So you started traveling outside of New York to get groceries. Yeah, man. So I started just really trying to get out of because there was a couple months there where I only mm-hmm. was in like a forty block radius because I ain't getting on them trains. Um, I'm not about to jump in somebody's cab. So I I would say in the first couple months of the pandemic I was mostly within whatever radius I could walk in Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so um it started feeling claustrophobic Mm. Uh, so part of part of the whole thing was I just needed to start getting finding ways to get out of this area so um so yeah man so I so I've been kind of Moving out, you know, going to Brooklyn, going to Queens, <laughs> hitting, uh, hitting, uh, I went, I went upstate, I went upstate, kicked it with my man's and them. I got, uh, actually one of my deals lives in Connecticut, so I went up and kicked it with him for a bit. So it's just like one of those things where, um, you know, yeah, I, I started feeling too claustrophobic, man. I had to get out. So two things. One, I agree with you. I think it's interesting that I think. You know, pre-pandemic, we were all transitioning to a life with less ownership of cars, right? Right. But I think now, to your point, it would be a hard ask for me to get in any type of car that I was not familiar with. You know what I mean? In terms of, do I know the driver? Do I know where the car's been? It would be a hard ask. So, yeah, having a car, I think, is going to be something that's going to be a trend that's going to pick up, but... The only question is, like, how is having a car in New York? Like, where the fuck do you park the car? In a muscle yeah. car like that. <laughs> yeah, so that, so that is part of the problem. Uh, so, so I'll say I totally agree with you, man. So a bunch of these people that I talk to, um, you know, in New York on all these video conferences, I know at least two other people 
that are in my daily circle that have bought cars during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, because also people don't want to, once you have to travel back into the city, so the people that live in like Brooklyn and Jersey and stuff, once yeah. you have to travel back into the city, they're like, man, we're not trying to you know, jump on anybody's train. Nope. Um, but then on the parking situation. So, uh, so yeah, man, I found a spot a few blocks away from the crib mm-hmm. and I'm just paying to park it because did I ever tell you about the story when I had a car before? No. Why? Why? So, okay. So the reason I didn't have a car for a couple of years was because, uh, I had a car before and I used to live uptown and when I lived uptown, you know, they have all these parades and all like random yeah, street, street fairs and parades and crap. So one day I came back to the crib uh, probably a little too smacked and realized I was like, man, I got to move my car. It's street cleaning day tomorrow. And I am not about to get up. So I moved, jumped in the whip. You know, here you got a it's opposite side parking. So I parked the car mm-hmm. uh, somewhere. Didn't pay really much attention to it. Few days later, I try to go back to my car. It ain't there. So I'm like, where the hell did my car go? So I ended up having to go to the police, voluntarily go to the police and, and be like, yo, I think, I, I don't know, man, my car ain't where I parked it. Maybe somebody stole it. Did y'all find it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they ended up driving me around my neighborhood. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me just pause the story for a second. First off, you went into a police precinct. Yeah, voluntarily. Voluntarily, Doug. Doug, what were you, did you, did you, did you enter the precinct with your hands up? How did you go into this precinct and still come out alive. How were you able to do that? No, I crawled into the precinct. I entered <laughs> the precinct on my hands and knees, bro. <laughs> so, when they put you in the car to drive you around, did they? Uh-huh. I'm assuming they put you in the back seat. Yeah. So, like, did you have any anxiety just about being in the back seat of a police car, or were you just so focused on finding your car at that point, you just said, "Fuck it." It was a little bit of both. I mean, if you could if you could imagine that, right? So I wasn't real juiced on the whole idea because the guy, okay, so the, the police, he actually offered it to me as an option. And he's like, hey, man, I'm actually about to go out on my beat right now. And there was one white cop and one black cop. And it was like, they was like, yo, man, we about to go out on our beat right now. We just going to be riding around, <laughs> riding around uh, the upper, upper east side in Harlem. So, uh, you know, roll with us. And I was like, huh? Like a police ride along? And then he was like, yeah, man, like a police ride along. He's like, don't worry, though. If anything happens, we'll handle it. And then, <laughs> then when we find your car, you can just pop out. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't feel good about that. He's like, come on, man. We got to find your car. <laughs> Doug, were you worried at all about being perceived as a snitch if you're driving around in the backseat of a fucking marked police car in Harlem? Did you consider that at all? Or were you just like, fuck it, let me just get this car? Uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, I wear hats. I wore that joint low. I was like, <laughs> just going to look like some other random brother that is down on his luck. 
<laughs> I wore my hat low. So go ahead. So so they drove you around. Then what happened? Okay, so after about 30 to 40 minutes, mm-hmm. which is a long time to chop it up with cops, by the way. Long time. <laughs> so what do you what you guys talk about? Like, hey, did you beat anybody today? Did they show well, you like their tasers or some shit? I mean, it was the summertime. So I started asking them about how often they use the stop and frisk law. And then that morphed into a conversation about the Yankees. Doug, you know what? I feel like when you're in New York City, you can never go wrong with the Yankees. Yes. Like you, just, you just talk about the Yankees. Like, that's some shit that everybody, doesn't matter race, nationality, we can all talk about Aaron Judge. Uh, right, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. I now, felt safe in that zone. Anyway, no, but let me ask you something. When you're in the car, two things. One, did you see or notice any blood or vomit in the back of the car? I like, did not. I did not. There's some shit like that. It was like a <laughs> <laughs> I think they detail them really <laughs> well or something. <laughs> And the second thing I would ask is, and this is, you know, it, it, we, we will talk about this topic later, but were they wearing bulletproof vests? Yes. Yeah. They were fully vested up. Doug, when you look at these motherfuckers, and yeah, I don't want to jump into it, but when you look at, just, just when you look at a police officer now, like even think about it back in the 80s, right? There was a dude, he had like a hat on, he had, you know, a shirt. You know, and you know, like a blue shirt. He had on a hat and a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And he had like a gun and a badge. Right. These motherfuckers look like they're they're in Afghanistan or Iraq or some shit. Like dog, in terms of in terms, they've got automatic weapons. They've got fucking all the gear, the helmets and shit. And my whole question is like, who are you fighting? Who has who has who has caused this type of threat? It can't be black folk that have made you gear up. In this type of way. But anyways, let's go back to the story. So they're driving you around. They're looking for the car. Then what happens? Okay, so fi- to, to get to the point, we finally find the car. And uh, it is about eight blocks from where I originally parked it. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, my family, and especially my pops, is clowning the hell out of me. Like, you can't find your own car, bro? Like, what is wrong? So I was like, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. So long story short, we find the car. And I'm like, I didn't park here. I don't even live in this neighborhood. Why would I park here? So the cop was like, well, where did you originally park? I was like, up, you know, about eight blocks that way. So they, so they drove me back. That way, turns out there's signs all on the street that I paid absolutely no attention to that said, we will move your car if it is here on XYZ day. So I was like, wait, they could do that? I had no clue that this could even happen. Dog, it's called a courtesy tip. And this happened to me before where you come out and your shit is gone. But you know what? I'm not mad at the courtesy tip. I'm mad when they put your shit in the fucking impound lot. Right. That's the bullshit right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, for real, because if you've ever had to get your car for impound from an impound lot, these motherfuckers are up, really uppity. First of all, they're they're typically not run by uh, police themselves. They're outsourced to various entities. And so even the tow trucks typically are like, they're not police tow trucks. They're like random motherfuckers driving around looking 
because they get money based on how many cars they tow. Mm-hmm. So they tow the car. You have to go get the car. When you go get the car, these motherfuckers are acting like you're trying to get into Fort Knox. You know what I mean? And it's a lot. It's a lot of documentation. It's a lot of bullshit from people who have zero to a minimal level of education and intelligence. And you're just like, yo, man. Like it's so. Go, but go back to your story. So you finally found the ride, and after that, you you said, "Fuck it, no more." Yeah. So I I, I mean, uh, uh, after that, I decided this is for the birds. So let me see how much it costs to park. So now we're coming around to the whole parking situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me see how much it costs to park. So I, I went to the garage in my neighborhood. It was like five hundred dollars. I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> was, hold on. was it five hundred dollars a month? Yes. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Which is pretty pretty regular here, right? Yeah, that's... I was about to say that's not really. I mean, th- that's the challenge when you have a car in New York. You're probably all in at around fifteen hundred dollars. So Ex- assuming it's five hundred dollars for the note, taxes, everything. Then it's five hundred dollars parking, and then it's five hundred dollars insurance. So I'm just that's like baseline for most vehicles that one could have, right? It, you are right on the nose. <laughs> so, so like the the pro, the whole problem with that was I I didn't you know I just didn't want to do it. It, yeah. it just I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Nope. So, I finally was like, you know, I uh, it took me a few months to 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 come around to it. Mm-hmm. So I finally got rid of the car. But ever since then, I come across all these times when I'm like, man, I really wish I had a car right now. <laughs> and so I started doing all the different car services, right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Zipcar and Enterprise Car Share and all, mm-hmm. them, all that bullshit. Um, unfortunately, it's not quite as user-friendly as you'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. I once went to a party in the Bronx and the Enterprise Car Share locked me out the car because I was there for longer than... <laughs> Bro, I got stories on stories, Doc. So they, they put, I got locked out by Enterprise Car Share car one time at a party in the Bronx, like in a neighborhood I didn't know that good. So that wasn't sweet. And so I mean, man, I, I just I was like, you know what? This is for the birds, and especially now that I don't know who's been in this car. I don't care how well you clean it. You know, it, it just it just don't sit right with me. No, dog. I, I feel like one of the things and. In- Businesses in general have to adapt to, there is a new normal. And I hear all this, oh, we're going to go back. We're not going to go back to anything. We're going to go forward, and shit is going to look differently going forward. But if you're the cat who's putting money into, you know, investing in Uber, or you're an Uber driver, like, I mean, to me, that's almost like the last dude who was buying, like, the Kodak camera and shit. It's like, it's like, <laughs> right, like right. how viable is this? <laughs> you blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm still hitting blockbuster and some shit like that. So I think I heard you say, bruh, that when you're out and you went out to Connecticut, dog, to do your uh, your journeys to get food, that you hooked up with some bruhs and kicked it. So were you doing social distancing? How were you doing this interaction with other people? How are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I really have been pretty. I've been I've been true to the game, to be honest with you. Uh, I have not ever since we talked and ever since everything really got serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been messing around, man. I, I've been I've been really social distancing. So when I did hook up, um, the few times that I've hooked up with folks, it's been outside. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't no slapping, dapping, and hugging. Um, <laughs> it's 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 been you know conversations conversations outside. Like just want to hook up, catch up to you, see how everything's gone, hang mm. out for a little bit, mm. and be on my way, man. Look, here's here's the challenge with that. I have some neighbors, and they are white folks. Uh-huh. And I've always felt, I feel like for many different reasons, you won't call it white privilege, call it what you will, a lot of white folk walk around like they're just impervious to, like, the shit that's going on. Like, it's just, like, doesn't really affect them. Yeah. So, these dudes, they have, um, like, at the, my house, there's a, um, you know, there's a uh, patio outdoors in the back of the house, and there's another house that's built out their patio. So I look out there the other day, bruh, and there's like easily 15, 15 white folks outside on their patio. And they're all in little different spaces and they're talking to each other. And I was like, first of all, I'm six feet tall. I know the distance between these motherfuckers isn't six feet. <laughs> Se- second of all, like nobody had on masks. Like motherfuckers were sitting. I mean, I don't know like what people think the sun is going to do. Like, how that ensures anything. I don't know. Like, I'm just a conservative dude as it really... Like, I, I mean, other people, you know, God bless them. We can talk about the protests in a little bit. But I'm just not one to fucking throw my dick on the crap table and see, hey, maybe I will, maybe I won't die. Like, that's just not my Steve. But I, I respect that. But here's the thing I want to ask you about the social distancing and everything. First off, I don't know if you are aware of this. Are you uh, familiar with Tim Scott, the senator of South Carolina, the black gentleman? Yeah, the, the one black Republican. Yeah, the one black Republican. Tim Scott, when he was 30 years old, was running for Congress. He started off as a, a member of Congress. He proclaimed, and again, I don't know how this comes up, but he told you know, uh, an audience of people while he was running, that he was an evangelical Christian, and he had he was reframing from fucking. He had never fucked. He was a, he was a virgin. Said he was a virgin at thirty, <laughs> and um, right. He had continued on as just his devout, devotion to Christ, not getting any pussy all the way up to 45, 46, until they finally found this motherfucker taking a babe to a resort that was not related to him. <laughs> so of course my whole thing is to me when a grown man says to me again it'd be different if, if the motherfucker was like in like a wheelchair or you know cause he couldn't didn't have you know use of his arms or some shit i'd be like well maybe that's more realistic but for an able-bodied black dude with some dope right uh-huh. i say to you with a straight face he had not been fucking for all of his adult life i just i was like well i just can't even trust you for shit like you can't tell me anything now that you have perpetrated what I believe to be a bold-faced lie. Yeah, you're just willing to sit here and lie to my face. Like, <laughs> like I'm stupid. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> right. I don't even know what that, what, what that, what that, what, what is that about? I don't even understand it, but I, I bring it back full circle to you, brother. I feel like it's been three months now in quarantine. Am I right or wrong about that? Um, You are right. Dog, three months in quarantine, you're observing social distancing, dog. Like, what have you, like, how do you engage with the babes now? Or, or you just have not engaged at all? Like, what's, what is your technique? I, I I really haven't been engaging that much, man. It's, it's taken a lot of 
mental and physical restraint on my part to uh, curtail my activities. What I have so, to <laughs> go ahead. No, I was gonna say like, would it be appropriate to like, I don't know, fuck a chicken in the park? Like you, you put a mask on. She puts a mask on, and you just fuck like behind like a bush in the park. Would that be enough to get you comfortable as it relates to the pandemic? Uh, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not even really feeling that though, because right, because like you can still this is some body fluid swapping. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like I'm trying to understand, like at what. Like, I feel like in some respect, there's a lot of benefits for you as a single dude in the pandemic, because I feel like a lot of chicks are probably hitting you up because they're home too. They're home alone too. And they're like, yo, let me just see what T.O.'s doing. Have you found that to be true or, or has it just been like radio silence? No, man. I mean, I, you're right. So I've been getting a lot of random texts. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of phone calls, video chat, like requests. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't on the whole like you know we go like sit on the video chat and masturbate together I ain't feeling that dog. you're not into that you're that, that into just that. don't do nothing for me man I'll be honest I'd rather sit up and watch a porno or something if I'm a masturbate rather than you know try to be on the video chat bro I would be worried about motherfuckers recording that shit exactly like, to me this shit is not secure like, I couldn't even oh, bro. imagine some shit like that. Well, you heard about the Zoom bombing, right? I did hear about that, yes. So, <laughs> so um, one of the things that also just happened was Zoom said, hey, we're not going to do end-to-end encryption for anything that's free. So, mm-hmm. to, so to, it could be the government. It could be mm-hmm. some hacker. It could mm-hmm. be the, the woman that you dissed a couple years ago, got some tech skills, and decided she was going to go like, bro, I'm not with that. I'm just not with that. Uh, dog. I don't know how I would react, dog, if there was this video of you pleasuring yourself on social media. I would, dog, I would just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Dog? What is this thing doing? <laughs> dog, I would, I, would, I would have to call you like, bro, are you Right, right. Doug, why are you recording this? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Doug, I feel like let's let's go back just for viewers who remember oh. you from the first episode that we did together. Mm-hmm. You were the last when we left you previously. It was hot and heavy with you and the nurse. Yes, yes. What is going on with that relationship, man? We still we still keep it in touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, Hold we, on, no. let, let, let's go back. Let's go back. Did you tell her about the podcast? I told her about the podcast. I didn't tell her where to find it. <laughs> Hold on. So, so you said, tell me, give me, give me, elaborate a little bit more. What did you tell her about said podcast? No, it was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know, I've been on some podcasts recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, and one of them, you came up. <laughs> and I quickly moved on. And I quickly moved on. Yada, yada. Yeah. So later on in life, if it if it is brought to her attention, your point is, I let you know when I cut that shit that it was that I did. This. You know what I mean? Is that is that kind of what you did? Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not doing any. We're not doing we're not we're not doing any. Uh, you know, uh, obfuscation, if you will, of the information. 
<laughs> we are being honest to a point. To a point. To, to a, a point. point. To a point. So you guys are, you know, self. You're so at one point I, I gotta believe because I recall initially she was still coming to visit, but yeah. then you had to put the hammer down yeah. to say no more visits. Yeah, no boss. Um when did this happen? Well, so this happened because remember how I was telling you she was, you know, a little bit more loose and free. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we don't mean loose and free in a sexual sense. No, no, no. We just... mean from a uh, a hygiene, you know, hygiene probably not the right word. <laughs> we mean from a, exposure, adhering, yeah, yeah. adhering to the quarantine. She yeah, somewhat lax in her quarantine adherence. Okay, go ahead. Right, and clean that up for you, doggy. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. So <laughs> she, so she still lives uh, in an area where there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Not not only getting sick and dying, but also like being out and about and mm-hmm. I mean it's just a lot of just a lot of cross contamination happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I mean every time we talk which is about once a week or so I mean she's talking about yeah I was at the park chilling and had a picnic I did this <laughs> I just, I'm like bruh what is wrong with you <laughs> what is really going on <laughs> So not only do you get exposed at your job, but then you come home and then go out and kick it with your friends on the stoop. Stoop say six feet wide. Well, what is wrong with you? Dog, was she wearing a mask at all? Or what, 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 what? Bro, I mean, I'd be so done plus, bro. I can't even, I don't even know how to, I feel like, you know what? I, I can't even follow up with this. You go ahead do you. I'll it feels you. like it's over. <laughs> no, it, it feels like it would be the equivalent pre-pandemic if you were dating this babe and she was telling you about, oh yeah, you know, I've been doing unprotected orgies and all sorts of shit. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I would be like, dang, you didn't invite me? <laughs> I wouldn't come, but I at least want the invite. You know what I mean? You wanted to, so for you to you wanted the ability to say no to the unprotected sexual orgies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, when you put it like that, it sounds ridiculous. But <laughs> at least you know about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know. About, I just want to know. No, look, you 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 raise valid points. So go ahead with the story. So. At what point did you say, yo, we're going to have to take a time out on the fucking, like, I can't even do it right now? I mean, I, I got to be real with you, man. It was, yes. it was really pretty much right after we last. Because <laughs> <laughs> the next, I'm telling you, the next conversation we had, she was on that dumb stuff. Was, <laughs> you know what? Um, next time you're in my neighborhood, you could just keep on going. <laughs> Dog, was she offended? First of all, let's go back. How old is this young lady? She's twenty-eight. Okay, so th- this is this is she's not she's not that young where you can just mark it off. I mean, this is like conscious decision. She's a, and she is that actual she is an actual nurse. Am I right or wrong about that? Yes. So she is an actual nurse, and she's just flaunting all of fucking uh, Doctor Fauci's recommendations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> She kicked Dr. Fauci in the dick and said, you know what? <laughs> I run this place. I'm the captain now. 
<laughs> the greatest shit ever, bro. The greatest shit. So now, when you said that, what was her reaction like? Was she like, oh, fuck you, or oh, I understand, or what was her thought process? I mean, she, honestly, she was cool with it. Um, okay. She didn't really trip. She was like, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to do me. I was like, okay. Well, well, hold on, go back. When she said, I'm going to do me, did that include fucking other dudes, or was it I'm going to do me in terms of flouting social distance? Which, no, it just it just included I'm going to do me in terms of flouting social distancing. Uh, okay. <laughs> unless, unless, bro, I mean, I'm, unless there's something that I don't know about, which could very well could be. I'm not saying I'm the oracle of anything, but no, she, but, you know, doesn't seem to be out in the ground like no, that. No, she's out and about. I'm just saying, right. to me, when somebody says I'm going to do me, and you're in quarantine, and they are literally saying they're not in quarantine. I think there's a baseline assumption that, you know, she's going to go to the movies with a nigga who doesn't care. Like, that's the thing. I'm assuming that she's attractive and will be like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to fucking put my dick on the crap table and see what happens. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you can, you, can, you can test your dick out on the crap table, not mine. <laughs> So if you don't go out and smash other dudes, that's great. Good for you. Get all the <laughs> risky dick you want. It won't be me. <laughs> so, but you guys still keep in contact. Though. Yeah, no, we, we talk regularly, man. So we text, you know, regularly. And we talk about, like I said, about once a week. Once a week, talking the phone. That, that's, that's a beautiful thing, dog. Do you imagine, so... Like, let me, just so let me go back to this for a second. So New York is allegedly, you know, cooling down in terms of the pandemic. Um, some of the restrictions are being loosened. When are you going to go to the clubs? When will when will we see T.O. back in the spot? What's what's up? What's your prediction? Oh, man. I If I could predict it, I'd say it, it, it's going to be wintertime, maybe 2021. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've written off 2020 for any social interaction with outside of the, the people that are in my house. Right. I, I've just written off 2020. I do, you know, you can see me on Zoom or whatever the fuck if I have to do that. But other than that, bro, like I'm just so, like I mentally, back in the day, when uh-huh. it got to, I want to say, when it got right about the time we talked, we were talking, when it got to about 30,000 motherfuckers that died. Yep. I was like, yo, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to be in the house and we'll see what pops. Like, that's me. But give me your thinking here, dog. So let's just assume for a second, like, I don't know. I don't follow, like, a lot of uh, social media and stuff like that or pop culture. Like, I don't know. So let's say, let's say, uh, or let's give you an example. Let's say, um, you know, Rihanna reaches out to you and is like, hey, you know, why don't, why don't we, we go out and have drinks? Are you saying no to that, or are you trying to like do social distancing? Would you consider going out in 2020? Give me your thoughts. Here. So, dog, the, the the new show me your papers is the antibody test. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be like, yo, you Snapchat me that them papers. <laughs> dog, have you gone back to the nurse? And I feel like the nurse is probably the best person. To have an antibody test, would she not? Yeah, yeah. So she has not gotten it. 
Doug, have you asked her to get this shit? Uh, well, they just started offering them here if you didn't show symptoms. So it's only, it's only been like, no, because, you know, our hospitals were so overrun, bro. Like they were, it, it's literally only been like a week. Mm-hmm. So I think like maybe next week we gonna, we, we're going mm-hmm. to, th- we're going to talk about it actually later today about what we mm-hmm. about an antibody test. <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, those antibody tests are 50-50 right now, I believe. Well, so, that's the thing. That's the other thing. <laughs> so, like, they're hard to get, and you like, uh, it's still a bit of a crapshoot. Little less, but... Little less, Doug. It's like fucking with a condom on with a hole in it. Right. That's what it's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> How safe can you feel that someone's not going to get pregnant after you have seen the person yeah. insert a pin into said shit, into the said package, and then give it to you. Like, oh, use this shit. Oh, oh. Only on the side. No. <laughs> that is the perfect analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you didn't hit the tip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, dog. So... Because I feel like after three months, dog, you got to take some drastic measures here. I don't know if you're as chase as uh, the Senator Tim Scott, but I feel like you got to try to do something at this point. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm neither Tim Scott nor Tim Tebow. Uh, I, <laughs> I, think, I think at some point, man, I'm going to, you know, it's been what, about, about three months? No, it's been three months. So, yeah, you know, the, the longer I get, though, the longer I go. Mm-hmm. I mean, my meditations are deeper. <laughs> I'm over here talking to God and shit. I mean, I don't know, dog. I may never go back. There might be something to this whole chastity thing. <laughs> I bust no nuts, but I talk to Jesus. <laughs> Look, that's literally Tim Scott, bro. Right? How he was able to get where he- Yo. We broke up uh, the interview with T.O. into parts one and two. Uh, it was such good content. I wanted to spread it out over two episodes as opposed to one. So stay tuned for part two of um, the discussion with T.O. Where we move on to some uh, different matters. Talk about some different topics. Most importantly, uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, protests. And get T.O.'s thoughts on that. But for now, again, I always want to appreciate the audience for tuning in. And like I always say, stay safe, stay situated, stay calm, stay positive. Peace.